Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 258. Fire, fire, fire. Incredible entrepreneurs share their inspiring journey with you every day on Entrepreneur on Fire. Prepare to ignite now. Now. Here is your host with yet another amazing guest, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on fire. 100% support, monthly webinars, giveaways, an annual meetup, a private forum, private email access to me, your success stories being highlighted on Entrepreneur on Fire. These are all the things you'll get when you join Fire Nation Elite, a tribe of like-minded individuals who have banded together to form a powerful community. Speaking from experience, this type of community is priceless. Find out for yourself by applying at firenationelite.com and schedule your 15-minute chat with me today. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jim Palmer. Jim, are you prepared to ignite? I am, John Lee. I'm actually standing because my chair is too hot to sit in. (laughs) I love it, Jim. (laughs) You told me you had something special for me, and there you go. So, Fire Nation, Jim is a marketing expert, coach, author, and he's also the host of Newsletter Guru TV, the hit weekly web TV show watched by thousands of entrepreneurs and small business owners. Jim is also the host of Stick Like Glue Radio, a weekly podcast based on Jim's unique marketing and business building strategies. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Jim, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then tell us about your business. Awesome. Well, I just turned 55 actually a couple days ago. John Lee, I've been married 33 years. I have four grown kids. I have an awesome new grandson, Nathan. Uh, I live in southeastern Pennsylvania with my wife and our dog, my dog Toby and our cat Linus. And I started my first business in October 2001. In 2006, John Lee, I completely re-engineered my business. So today, I actually run multiple businesses, including No Hassle Newsletters, No Hassle Social Media, Success Advantage Publishing, a bunch. And they can all run and have me still on the road visiting my kids, which is awesome. And you're just an amazing radio and TV host. I can say that from experience. It's just a great show that you have going on there. A lot of great intel. So we're going to be linking all this up in the show notes, Jim. But before we get cranking a little too fast, let's talk about a success quote because I know you have a great one for us and we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with that success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. And I love how you do that. I've listened to so many of your shows, and I love that. So it's a great thing. You know, here's the thing. We make a living on what we earn, but we make a life on what we give. And I believe Winston Churchill is the one who said that originally. John Lee, I love that quote because I do believe we're all here on this planet to serve each other. So it's not about how many toys we accumulate, the size of our checkbook. It's about how many lives we can touch in a positive way. Boom. I love Winston Churchill. He does not get quoted nearly enough on this show. He has books of amazing quotes. Every one of them seems to be better than the rest. But Jim, take this one down to the ground level. How have you actually applied it to your life? It is about how I live my life and how I run my business. And I think successful entrepreneurs, John Lee, if you look at them and study them, and I know you do because you interview so many, but they always have a what I call a big why. 
And a big why is something or someone or a cause that's bigger than you. It's bigger than your checkbook. And it's something that makes you get up earlier, dig deeper, stay later, work harder, whatever it is. You want to do something and so that you can help others. And that's usually what keeps people going longer because as people get successful, sometimes they get into a period where, okay, I'm comfortable now. And maybe they back off the accelerator a little bit. But when you realize that life is about giving and serving others, it, you almost never back off the accelerator. Great stuff. And Jim, being an entrepreneur on Fire listener, you know that we love talking about the journey because that is incredibly valuable for Fire Nation to just listen to the mistakes, the failures, the challenges, the successes, the the pivots, everything along those lines. So you were kind enough to share with us your age. So we know that you've had a journey of sorts. So share with us a story where you failed or where you came up against a massive obstacle or challenge. And how'd you overcome that, Jim? You know, without a doubt, John Lee, my biggest challenge is is what I now refer to as my season of crises. It started in July 2000 when suddenly for the first time at 42 years old, I lost my job. So I was out of work. My wife was a stay-at-home mom. We had four kids, the mortgage, everything. And I was suddenly out of work. And what I assumed would be a short you know, period for a job hunt turning into multiple lucrative offers because I was so great in my own head, <laughs> that turned into a 15-month period of devastating wow. unemployment, lost all the savings we had, which wasn't a huge amount, but and we started incurring huge amount of debt. John Lee, my confidence was crushed. My self-esteem was nothing. 13 months later, just when I thought I couldn't handle any more stress at that point, I was diagnosed with stage two cancer. Mm. And so, you know, it really brought me to my knees. And I think that's actually good because, you know, I, I just started praying for some help and guidance. And in 2000, on October 2001, when I, I st- what am I supposed to do with my life? I really got to get control after my successful surgery. I'll, let me put that in there. And the doctor said, we believe you're going to be cancer free. So yes. after that, I said, what am I going to do with my life? And that's when I got the clear sign that I was supposed to start a business. And that's what I did. Now, it, the, the happy story doesn't start there because my entire first year, 12 months in business, was what I call revenue free. <laughs> I've been there, Jim. <laughs> no, it took me 12 months to get my first client. But, you know, I learned a lot of lessons about that, about perseverance, about hanging in there. The whole 12 months, I, I was not, you know, playing tiddlywinks. I was out planting seeds, as I like to talk about today, meeting people, trying to see how I could help them and things like that. And after I got my first client, they started coming in succession one after another. So, you know, if you want to reap a big harvest, you plant a lot of seeds. So that's really what my first year was all about. Wow. Well, that's quite a first year. And I can just remember that timeline so well. I mean, October of 2001. So that was just a month after 9-11, which we all remember where we were when that happened. Did that help put things in perspective for you at all? Yeah, and you know, just for the for the sake of this uh, time frame, I left a couple details out. But since you brought that yeah. up, John Lee, I actually got a job interview. And I actually got the job interview the day before I was scheduled for my surgery for cancer. So I actually thought when I went into it, this was early September 2001. So I went into my surgery thinking, wow, I got one monkey off my back. Now I can go get the surgery and get it taken care of. But as I was recovering in early September 2001, I was laying on the couch and um, I was watching TV like so many other people on September 11th, 2001, watching the planes hit the towers. And literally about 10 days after that, my new employer called me and rescinded the offer 
um, because it was to expand. A, it was to a very big expansion on a, on a corporation. I was going to help them franchise their business. And he said, Jim, I'm really sorry, but you know, we, I, it's a, it's a two or $300,000 thing to go franchise a business. It's got a lot of lead time. And he says, and you remember, I don't know what, where the country's going. We don't know what we're doing. Are we going to go to war? So it was very scary times. I appreciated and understood his position. I was obviously devastated. And you know, that kind of made me spiral a little bit more, but yes, yeah, September 11th had a big impact on me. Big impact on myself as well. I was a senior in college at that time. I was a year four cadet in ROTC. So when 9-11 happened, everybody in my battalion, we knew it was time to get serious about our training because we knew that war was on the horizon for us. So it's really interesting to hear the stories of how that day impacted people in different ways. And it impacted everybody on certain levels across the board. But wow, Thank you for sharing that journey, Jim, and thank you for sharing that story. And if you could just boil it down, that period in your life, that season of crisis, what would you share with Fire Nation if you could just boil it down to one clear lesson? I'll get uh, ultra personal with you, and somebody some will resonate, and some may not. But this is this, so this is my uh, my story. What I learned from all that, John Lee, fifteen months of my season of crisis, I learned that I am not in charge. Even though I'm a man, I thought I run my life. <laughs> I recognize I'm not in charge, and actually, you know, I credit the Lord for saving my life, literally, and giving me the direction to start my business, and and just blessing me in so many ways today. So that that was my huge life lesson there. Powerful. So Jim, let's continue on your journey. Now, because you have been so personal, and thank you for sharing these personal stories and sharing every aspect of it and what's going through your mind and what is bringing you forward and your pivoting and different things are happening all around you. But let's talk about an aha moment now when a light bulb went off and you really just resonated with this moment and then took it forward. And how did you turn that period of your life into success? Wow, great question. You know, I think a big aha for me, John Lee, is how vitally important it is to be prolific as an entrepreneur. That doesn't mean perfection. It means prolific. It means get a lot of stuff done. You have to, you have to be able to make things happen. And, you know, get yourself out there. You have to be seen in a lot of places. You have to be doing video. You have to be doing newsletters. (laughs) I better not leave that one out. But there's so many (laughs) things that you need to do. And yes, you need to do it all. Nobody said owning a small business is going to be easy. But if, if it was easy, everybody would be, be doing it, right? So there are a lot of things you need to do. Um, and with all, that, with all that I do and all, you know, in my business, I sometimes wonder, this is kind of another revelation for people. Is like they wonder, why don't I get more comments? Why don't people repost my stuff or right. like my videos and things like that? And so a revelation that I got about a year ago, John Lee, I was at a seminar and I heard someone say, you know, it doesn't matter how many likes or forwards or reposts you get. The fact that somebody is listening or reading or watching whatever message you're putting out there, you're impacting impacting somebody's life and you don't know it and you know that's what our job is as entrepreneurs to inspire to help make somebody's life easier better more profitable whatever it is but we don't always get the luxury of feedback so a big aha for me because and the reason that's important for me John Lee is like I said every week will I clockwork for four years I put out a newsletter to 17,000 entrepreneurs I do my videos for four years anniversaries coming up actually in two weeks four years congrats Thanks. I just had my one-year anniversary with my podcast. So all these things, you do it, you do it. And some days, you know, you I'm sure you can appreciate it. You get up, well, I'm doing all this work. Is anybody <laughs> even watching? Is anybody listening, right? And sure enough, if you go out to events or sometimes you get an email and someone goes, wow, that was really powerful. That really touched me. And that's what keeps you going. 
It's so true, Jim. And I've brought this specific story up multiple times on past podcasts because it really is something that impacted me. But you know, one day I got this email from this guy from Morocco, literally, and he said, John, I bike 10 miles to the one internet cafe that we have, the closest to my town, and I download every Entrepreneur on Fire podcast that has thus been updated from the last time I was there. I go back with my laptop, and everybody gathers around me and listens to it, and we all gain inspiration. And just that image of a guy excitedly biking 10 miles to an internet cafe, writing me this email, then downloading Entrepreneur Fire episodes, then biking back and having his family and his friends gathering around this laptop, hearing my little tinny voice coming through and my (laughs) guest voice coming through on the little speakers there. I mean... I'll never stop just because of that one email and that one image that he gave me. So I resonate with that incredibly, incredibly well, Jim. And I just want you to break this down now for Fire Nation. What's one clear lesson that you can take away from that aha, that revelation that you had? Well, it is to keep going. It is to keep putting your stuff out there. I, again, I call it planting seeds. You know how many seeds a farmer plants in a field before, it, you know, whether he's planting corn or whatever he's doing. And he, you've got to nurture it. I call that drip marketing, I, you know, just like a farmer has drip irrigation. So you've got to keep in touch with them. You can't put out one email or you know what else I learned? I've written four books now. I'm writing my fifth now. When you finish your book, you cannot actually um, – Stop writing there. You know, you have so many things going for you, but it's the marketing of that book that takes place at that point. And that's when the hard work starts after you finish your book. Wow. So, Jim, you share with us a failure, a challenge that you've had. You share with us an aha moment and how you've turned that into success. Let's start to kind of break down a couple of things that you're doing right now that I'm really interested in. Newsletter, Guru TV, and Stick Like Glue Radio. So, kind of break down each one of those. Share with Fire Nation what they are, and how they've evolved over your creation of them. Yeah, Stick Like Glue Radio has been a year old. It's a podcast I've learned from people like yourself and others who are out there. And just, it's one more way that we have to get our message out. You know, people like to learn in multiple ways, whether they like to read. If when, And again, if it's reading, you've got to break it down into hard copy books or Kindle books. Um, sometimes they like to listen when they're out on the on the trail or riding the bike, and that would be podcasts, but some people like videos also. John Lee, I started doing videos about four years ago. It was just getting popular with a lot of folks jumping in, and this was the time everybody's buying the $99 flip cam. You put it in your, your right arm, you hold it straight out, and you look up, and you're going, God, this feels awkward. You know, <laughs> Are people looking up my nose? Or I don't want to sound like an idiot. How do I? You know, people, when they start out, you, know, you obviously want to be taken seriously. And so I tried to give some serious information about newsletter marketing, and here's a tip on you know, how to write your first article. But then something happened about maybe three or four months in, I realized the value of being yourself and being authentic. I like to walk my dog out by the lake. We go kayaking. I have put my camera on a little tripod in the, in the cup holder. And so just to add a little bit of entertainment with the information. Well, one morning I was up, I was down by the lake and I was up on the dam and I said, hey, it's Jim Palmer, the Newsletter Guru. In this episode of Newsletter Guru TV, I'm going to talk to you about action versus ideas. And I said, but let's go down. I'm going to get in my boat. And that, then I would go down there and set it up and I'd paddle and talk to the camera. On the way down the hill, 
I fell and I went in the water <laughs> and I put my camera up my arm straight up protecting my camera. I didn't, I hurt myself, but I got my camera dry. And um, so as I started paddling, it just something in my head says, just tell him the story, Jim. Stop being Mr. Pro. And I said, hey, I got to share this with you. You know, I was coming down the hill. I fell. I'm completely wet. It's actually chilly, but the show must go on. And I got a couple emails. <laughs> I probably got five people. Oh, that's funny. We wish you could have seen it. Was anybody filming it? And John Lee, up to that point, I've been sharing what I thought is some really good business knowledge, some good right. tips, but it was the entertainment part. It was me being me and things like that. And so next thing I know, I'm having my dog Toby on there. I bought what's called a monopod. It's a big, that's like a four foot arm that extends out, holds the camera out in front of me as if someone's walking backwards filming me. So I can actually be out in a walk with Toby and filming an episode and all people are like, oh, we love Toby. Put Toby on more. So it's the, <laughs> it's the connection. It's having people get to know you. And so when people say, you've been doing videos every week for four years, first of all, why do you do it? And I said, the only reason I do anything is because it works. And, you know, it's, it's the greatest way I know, John Lee, of anything I do. And it's all important, but nothing works as powerfully as video to help them get to know who you are. Now, there's a good side and a bad side to that. You are going to attract more people when they get to know the authentic you. They're, you're also going to repel people. I've had people send me emails. Speaking of Toby, a gentleman sent me an email. Well, Jim, I find Toby disturbing. You're using him as a prop. And by the way, I can hear him breathing. It's distracting. And I'm like, delete. You know, <laughs> it's like right. you can't please everybody. All I, all I figure now is every week I turn on the camera and I try and give a little information that is going to help entrepreneurs. And then I'm just going to do it in a way that would hopefully maybe even give people a yuck because I really find laughter quite important in life. And if I do that, I turn off the camera eight, nine minutes later and I upload that episode and we're approaching 200 episodes right now. Wow. I mean, Jim, you just said so many things there that I'm just trying to pull out to share with Fire Nation to really extract this great actionable advice. But what it really is boiling down to is the fact that you need to be your authentic self. I mean, you've talked so well and so many times already in this interview about how you need to really maintain it through the dips. You need to keep going and stick to the course and understand and get feedback from your listeners and from your clients and pivot when you need to. But the important thing is staying the course. And what's also important on top of that is if you're going to stay the course, it's going to be because you are being yourself. They are getting to know you. That is so valuable. We can only pretend to be another personality or have another sense of humor for so long before that fakeness starts to shine through. So listeners, just be yourself. Literally, the right people are going to resonate with that. And as Jim said, the wrong people delete. I haven't talked about the 20-60-20 rule in a little while here on Entrepreneur on Fire, so I'll bring it up very quickly. But there's always going to be 20% of people who are just really resonating with what you're saying. They love it. They're all in. They're your biggest fans. And it's important to nurture those people to some levels. But then there's always going to be that bottom 20 who no matter what you do, they're going to offer criticisms, critiques, and they're going to deflate you. For the most part, you just need to realize that's not the people you're trying to resonate with anyways. It's that middle 60 that you're always trying to continue to get up into that upper 20 to make that upper 20 the upper 30 than the upper 40. So that 20-60-20 rule always exists. Jim, I'm just loving everything you're coming out with it because it's just so many valuable lessons. And I'd love for you now to share with Fire Nation this really tricky question that I know you've heard me ask before because you've listened to so many shows. Have you had an I made it moment? 
Superficially, I guess, the, the I've made it moment is, you know, people come up to me, they want to have a picture taken, they want me to sign one of my books for them, and things like that. And that feels good, and I, that's just part of, you know, the more, you're, the more you kind of push your star, as I say, the more it's just the higher your star goes in, the more people recognize you, that's going to happen. But I think what's more important than that, John Lee, is being able to spot a need, whether it's a food bank that's running low, or whether it's some, somebody in our church needs help getting their car repaired because they can't get the work and being able to go ahead and do that anonymously we don't uh, I'm not I'm saying this as a life lesson not a not a braggart thing but being able to not have to think about it to reach out and and fill a need and to serve others and my life has never always been about that early on when Steph was a stay-at-home mom and we didn't have that much money but it's a life choice we made and then early in my business for goodness sakes we had four or five years we had no money at all but when I finally can say oh my god you know when you finally get to the point you're not week to week, paycheck to paycheck, so to speak, and you see a need and you say, let's just help this person, and you don't have to wonder, is it going to impact me? That, that's an I've made it moment, and those mean more to me than anything. So powerful, and we talked briefly before the interview started about where you're at in life, and it's just such a great place. You have an amazing family, kids, now a grandchild. I mean, you are just really living this authentic lifestyle, and it just shows through. It comes over the microphone that you are just happy. So your journey has culminated to where you're at right now, to a very good place. But take a minute and talk to Fire Nation about your vision of the journey as an entrepreneur, and if you're enjoying yours. I am so enjoying it. And what I figured out, and again, this goes back to my, after my season of crisis ended and I recognized, okay, I'm not in charge of my life. And, you know, I kind of, you know, I got a good relationship with God right now. But what I realized, John Lee, is that okay, here's the good part about it. I'm not in charge, and that may be hard for some people, male or female, but when I recognized that I'm not in charge, when I started going on these sales calls very early on in my first business, I recognized that the outcome was already predetermined. It was predestined. All I had to go in there is do the best job I can, present what I can do to help them. The outcome's determined, and whatever it is, it's supposed to happen, and I'll just move on to the next one. Do you know what I mean? The next challenge. Love that mentality, yeah. It was very relieving because I used to get like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm sweating to death. I'm, my hands are nervous. I'm going to go in and try and, you know, I, it, and the reason for that, that nervousness, I figured is because every client, every first client, second client was like, oh my God, it's just so hugely detrimental or positive to my business. And that was way too much weight on my shoulders. And when I relieved myself of that and I said, just go do what you're supposed to do. I'm supposed to be at this meeting. It's either because it's a client or it's a learning experience, but go to the meeting, go home and then go to the next one. And it was, I was very relieved to know that I'm not in control. Yeah, <laughs> that was, You know what I mean? It's huge. And it's breaking that negative cycle because when you leave a meeting and it doesn't go well, then you blame yourself. And then that next meeting goes even worse because you're keeping on all this criticism and negativity upon you. But when you just go in there positive that you're going to give your best and what will happen will happen either way, man, what a relief that is. And you can walk away smiling. But there's another part of it, John Lee, and this is weird. If, if, if my wife Stephanie hears this, she's going to freak out because I'm talking about patience, which I have none of. Like She says I have the patience of a gnat. But what I've also learned, and this comes from just going through it, it comes from experience, is that 
People buy when they're ready to buy. The fact that they're not buying right now doesn't mean they're not going to buy later. So many of the people in my coaching program have heard me speak, whether it was a year ago, two years ago, whatever, and they say, yeah, I heard you speak. down in One guy, I heard you speak in Houston. I bought some of your books. I've been watching your videos. I've just made the decision. You're the guy I want to help me. And But that was a two-year journey. If I went to hear him, if, if I went to speak and nobody came up and said, hey, we want you to coach us, I would have said, well, that's not good. But that's not what it is. I'm going out there. I'm planting seeds, sharing information, being authentic, trying to help people. And the people that I'm supposed to help, they are going to come to me when the timing is right. Mm. Such wise words, Jim. And let's move that now into the present time. Let's talk about your current business. You have a lot of exciting things going on. Share with Fire Nation one thing that's really exciting you right now. I'm excited about people reading my books, to be honest with you, watching my videos and, and things like that. Um, you, you know, when I shoot these videos, it's, it's very, it's, it's not planned. I don't rehearse. I have no teleprompter. It's, I get, oh, this is a, you know, this is a good lesson I'd like to share with somebody. So I'll just share the lesson and I'll share it. And then people resonate with it. One of the things that excited me the most happened actually about a year ago. So John Lee, we put out our fourth book. I actually said we, cause I co-authored it with Martin Howie and it was called, it's okay to be scared, but never give up. And Martin and I wrote this book and we got it out actually in 62 days, which was kind of wow. a cool thing we, we wanted to do. And um, so literally, so we launched it in, I think it was um, February of 2012. I distinctly remember in April of 2012, I was on the phone with Martin and said, you know, we had a big kind of spike in sales initially, but it's tapered off. Let's figure out what our next marketing step's going to be. And like two days later, I got an email from somebody I'll make it real short, but essentially she read the book. She said her husband's kind of like in business, so he read the book, and he got a lesson. He went to his doctor, and he said he was having shortness of breath. Uh, occasionally, he was slightly overweight, but his doctor sent him from his office to the emergency room because one of his arteries was like 90% blocked. And, and in the book, we talk about you know life and business. So one of the lessons was about early detection because that was what saved my life, and it's, it's what Martin's also facing himself. So he got that lesson of early detection, went to the doctor, and, the, and this woman, her name is Melanie, she said, Jim, if it wasn't for your your scared book, I would have buried my husband before his 45th birthday. Wow. I actually started weeping a little yeah. bit. And I, and I called Martin. I said, you know, Martin, I don't care if we sell any more books. We're done. Our mission is accomplished. <laughs> you know? And, you know, normally we'd like to reach more people and that'd be good. But I said, I think we did what we were supposed to do. And it took the pressure off. Took the pressure off. Just such a great message, a great theme that we're carrying all through this chat, Jim. And I know that I'm resonating with it. I know the Fire Nation is resonating with it. And this leads us to now my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. And Jim, this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you provide us, Fire Nation, amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I am ready. Rockin'. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, originally it was my life. I mean, um, my wife, four kids, a mortgage, direct deposit, paid vacation, all of that was holding me back. I didn't have... I always knew I'd be an entrepreneur. In fact, I've always worked for entrepreneurs. I never worked for a major corporation. But it was that leaving the comfort and security. And thankfully, as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, the Lord intervened. Okay, you think you're in charge of your job? Boom, your job's gone. You're still not getting it. You're going to have some cancer, you know. When are you going to realize you're not in charge? And I went through that whole process. And, you know, thankfully, I, I prayed for guidance. And it said, and the Lord told me, okay, start a business. All right, get, get on with it. And so that was what's holding me back. Powerful. 
Jim, what's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, you know, here's the thing. Successful entrepreneurs earn substantially more for who they are than what they do. Love that. It's all about positioning. It's not about what you do. There's plenty of people that can do whatever it is, whoever, you know, whoever's listening, whatever you do, there's a lot of people that can do that. But when you position yourself as the preeminent person in that niche, the go-to authority. So whenever somebody says, who's the best accountant for online entrepreneurs, they say, oh, that's, you know, that's Brett, you know, or whatever. Your name is the one they think of. And so people, entrepreneurs earn substantially more for who they are than what they do. Mm, Great insights. What's something that's working for you right now? The number one thing that, and it's a struggle for me because I get bored easily, but it's consistency. I think entrepreneurs need to be consistent in the way they market their business and the way they run their business. And I think too many entrepreneurs will start out and then they switch up probably either from one of two reasons, out of boredom or out of what I call the cash flow decision. People will make a cash flow decision when they should be making decisions based on the best long-term interest of their business. For example, boredom. I'll just give you that one real quick. Every week for almost two years now, I edit my videos. I see myself jumping off the dock at the beginning, and I go, God, I'm bored with that. I wonder if I should come up with a new beginning. And sure enough, I'll go to a a live event, and somebody will walk up to me and go, hey, you're the guy that jumps off the dock. I love your videos, (laughs) right? And And the life lesson is, Just about the time you're getting bored with your marketing, your customers and prospects are finally starting to recognize who you are and what you do. So don't change out of boredom. Be consistent. Be consistent. That's the touchstone here at Entrepreneur on Fire, seven days a week. That consistency has led to the success that we've seen. So I definitely resonate with that, Jim. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, well, given my age, I'm, you know, <laughs> my kids go, hey, what kind of apps do you use? And I said, well, I use my calendar and email. <laughs> so, um, you know, this isn't sexy, but I have nine, entrep- I have nine uh, virtual assistants around the country that help me run my business. I use Google Calendar and Dropbox, and those are essential to keeping us organized. And if, if po- folks are rolling their eyes, let me just give you one or two more that might be a little more sexy. We use something called Client Spot and High Rise, and both of those help keep everybody in the business on task and high rise is something that tracks prospects customers interactions it's all an online thing so no matter if you know i have assistants all over the country actually canada all over the place so everybody can log in and see the same stuff so it's high rise and client spot are the two programs that help run my business powerful well fire nation you know that you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we've talked about today at entrepreneuronfire.com slash jim palmer Jim, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Well, you know, I admit I'm a huge fan of your show, and I know 90% of the people recommend Think and Grow Rich, so I'm not going to do that, although that's at the top Napoleon of my list Napoleon Hill is the man. Yeah, but here, this, this one, I cannot believe people have not read more because it's huge. It's called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And the slight edge is it's I read it and it's in its simplicity, it's mind blowing, but it's all about the small things that successful people do every day, day in and day out. These small things are easy to do, but they're also easy not, not to, to do. do. And doing, doing them doesn't necessarily give you an instant reward and not doing them doesn't give you, doesn't produce a huge detriment, but doing them day in and day out 
or what makes people successful. I, there was another book out there. I think it's the publisher of uh, actually uh, Success Magazine wrote a book sim- very similar to it. Darren Hardy, The Compound Effect. Yes. So it's that same, it's that same kind of message and it's very, very, very powerful. Oh, Jim, we are on the same level because that's the book that I always recommend when I'm on other people's shows. When they ask me my favorite book, I always say The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, the creator of Success Magazine, because that's powerful. It's the small things every single day that add up to something huge. It's so ingrained. I mean, this, the, slight, the slight edge is so ingrained in me. So I read the book in January. A friend of mine who's a, a coach recommended it. And he happened to use the example of being able to do a lot of push-ups. And he said, you know, I can barely do one, but now I'm up to like six. Well, I did it. And I'm proud to say at 55, I can whip out 25, well, not military-style push-ups, but pretty good ones. But I couldn't do it in January. So it's day in, day out. And even today, when I'm really tired, I helped my uh, son-in-law work in his house yesterday. I got down and did the, but it popped into my head. It's too easy not to do it. So get down on the floor and do it. The slight edge. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you want the audio version of this book for free, go to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So Jim, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Oh, I so love this question. So I was <laughs> I actually prepared for it because I know you've gotten some great answers, some great answers. You know, John Lee, this is what I would do. I know this. Successful entrepreneurs are problem solvers and they always deliver massive value. They make life easier, better, or more profitable for their customers. So what I would do is exactly what I did when I started my first business. I would go knock on doors and talk about, in my case, the power of newsletters, the power of retention, the power of strong relationships. I wouldn't spend that money right off the bat. So I would instantly go and I would, in a, in a, literally in a matter of a day or two, I would turn around and have positive cash flow. And then what I would do is I would do what I did in 2006. I would use that money and I would create my next internet business because that is what gives you the power of leverage. And that's what allows you to, instead of selling a newsletter to one client and hoping and praying they reorder in a month or a quarter, it's selling that newsletter to hundreds of people in nine different countries. So the first thing I do, real recap, is I go out and I generate some cash flow because it's all about sales, baby. If you're not selling anything, you don't have a business. You could have the greatest logo in the world, but if you ain't got sales, you don't have a business. But I love my logo. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. How many people spend a month generating a logo oh, instead of going yeah. out and selling something, right? So that's what I would do. I'd generate cash flow and I'd use that money to build my business and start generating traffic and, and take off again. Jim, I have loved this interview for so many reasons, for the theme of authenticity, for staying the course. It's just been powerful from beginning to end. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. I'm going to give you the title of my fourth book. It's okay to be scared, but never give up. Um, you know, we can say as entrepreneurs, we're not participating in this recession. I don't, I choose not to participate in the tough economy. In reality, when the doors close and we leave our networking groups, we're like, holy crap, where's my next <laughs> customer coming from? <laughs> but it's okay to be scared, but never give up. Money is always moving. Money's always moving toward value. Figure out why 
what you're offering now is not resonating. It could be marketing. There could be nothing wrong with it, or there could be something wrong with the product that you need to adjust so that people recognize the value and go out there. It's not easy. If it was easy, there wouldn't be the top one or two percent. There'd be the top 50 percent, but it is hard. So it's okay to be scared, but don't give up. And if you want to learn more about me, go to www.thenewsletterguru.com, thenewsletterguru.com. That's where my blog is. You can access the TV show, the podcast, and all the different programs, books, etc. Jim, Fire Nation is well aware. They can get the links to everything of value that we've talked about in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Jim Palmer. And Jim, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Really appreciate it. It's an honor to be on your show. Fire Nation, you're not alone. When you join our mastermind community, Fire Nation Elite, you'll be joining a tribe of like-minded people who are here to help you feel confident about your business, help you find the right track, and help you grow your business, launch your new products or services, and become the entrepreneur you've always wanted to be. 100% support, 100% of the time. Visit FireNationElite.com to fill out your application and schedule a one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.